good day beautiful day god bless you beautiful people of god around the world i bring you greetings this morning welcome to today's edition of marriage diet with festus flourish osemuahu today is the 29th day of the month of october 2020 god bless you you are most welcome Hey, it's been God all the way leading us and teaching us by his spirit. I mean, this topic has generated a lot of talking point. Glory be to God that a lot of persons are really really learning from this topic and they are benefiting from it. Okay? In case you're just having access to this audio for the first time for quite some weeks now, we've been talking about who trained this boy to become your husband of course we're talking to our wives we're talking to our women because at the end of the day they are often the ones that cry out and talk about their husbands and say oh my husband is bad my husband is wicked and all of that and of course i've been saying look instead of condemning this man let's look back i mean let's take this thing down memory lane and look at it retrospectively to understand where we are all coming from and that's what i've done for a couple of weeks now making us to understand that this boy in most cases because of the training he got it was a training of how to become successful in business how to become the leader in whatever capacity but not really trained to become a good husband nobody mentions it so somehow he has just got to learn here and there put everything together and hey you can't really condemn such a person because he does not even have the capacity to understand what you're asking him to do okay the the love of god as it is in the bible is different from the way we saw it traditionally the way we inherited it from our fathers i mean those days when it's not working the man dumps the wife he marries another woman okay so there are two different things even though we have all evolved um africans especially we have all evolved world generally we have evolved but there is still that connection from our parents from those who raised us up trying to look back to where we are coming from learning from uncles and all that so you have a situation whereby a lot of men live their lives in marriages as it were based on what they have accepted to be the normal norm and so it's pretty going to be difficult to change all that overnight otherwise when a lot of women come to us crying to us all oh, things have gone bad our husbands are behaving this way and that way we're saying look let's not these things can't change overnight it can't change overnight yes we're going to set a template we're going to set a model of what is right and then before you can start condemning them having of course uh, directed them to what is right anyway otherwise on what basis do we condemn this man I mean did, was it that okay they grew up under fathers that were saints fathers that took care of their wives uh, of course who turned out to be our mothers very well no so how why there is no justification and so that's what I'm saying we've got to be patient all right there's a new wave of change sweeping through across our homes and families now god is raising up you know uh, um ministers people who are devoted to marriage and family living and we are just hoping that okay sooner than uh, expected a lot will start changing it might not be instantaneous 
all right so that we don't set too much high expectation and when we're not actualizing within a year we begin to call the head the head of the devil you know that kind of stuff no it's going to be gradual okay as as um, we make a change as uh, a marriage changes as another marriage changes and the more we have a lot of marriages that have now changed the more other persons will begin to look at these marriages as role model and then begin to also fashion their change along such lines of those who have also you know embraced change so we've got to be patient that's the message i'm trying to get out of all of these um, that we've been talking about in this topic so that we don't really blame him and condemn him who trained this boy to become your husband so if we can't really find out uh, that he was trained by a pope, he was trained by a bishop, he was trained by a saint. I mean, he was trained by just maybe a drunken father, an ungodly father, a, a, a polygamous father. I mean, that's the word, trained him. That was the system that trained him. Or the society also trained him. Pair group um, association trained him. Okay, so we've got to be patient. That's what we're looking at. But now, Today, I'm going to be looking at it in another perspective. Haven't talked to the husband, okay, for a couple of days now. I've talked about the essence of the presence of God in all of this. Very, very vital. You, you can overemphasize it. A man who is in the presence of God will understand the value of love and taking care of the wife. Not really that he's expecting the wife to submit to him first but giving the kind of love that is not a precondition of the woman's submission. That's the man who understands the nature of the father. And that's the man who has been under God's presence. So long we have not had that in recent times. We've had men who just go about their thing and, um, you know, who cares? We're saying, let's look for a way to get men back under the presence of the living God. When we do so, I mean, we don't even need to teach this way as much as we are doing now. The Holy Spirit will teach them and it will correct them wherever or whenever they go wrong. Now, today, I'm going to do this subtopic. Let's see if we can um, conclude it today. If we can't, it means that we will extend it to tomorrow. Now, a helper or a fighter, that's what I'm going to be looking at in, in trying to summarize and round up all that we have been talking along this series. A helper or a fighter. I'm going to be talking back to our wives. Now, you know, I've talked to our husbands. I've not spared any one of them. I've said it the way it is. As my father in heaven had taught me, so have I shared it without being sentimental or also not being judgmental on this matter, but just placing the cards on the table the way it is. But having spoken to our father, our husbands rather, it's time to also, you know, speak to our wives. A helper or a fighter. Who are you? That's the question I want to ask our wives. In all of this, Okay, I just did a little bit of summary of where I have dragged this topic from, where I have, um, what I've spoken about this topic so far. In all of these, now, now that you know that, I mean, the system that brought him up is not really anything to write home about. It's not the kind of system you would say was perfect. Now, in this equation, who are you? A helper or a fighter? I asked again. Maybe we do not really understand this question, but let me break it down the way we understand Okay, the Bible said, um, it's not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helpmate suitable for him. A helpmate. In other words, I will make him a helper who will help him do his work. 
Now, um, the helper is supposed to meet the man with his work. And so her job as a woman, as a wife, is to help him after he had groomed him or her rather, after he had groomed her up from being a bride to become a wife, the wife is now to help him actualize his goal. Now, looking at where he's coming from and all that I have said, and it looks as if things have turned upside down. What then is our role as wives? What are we supposed to do? As helpers, shouldn't we be thinking about how to help our husbands? Shouldn't we be thinking about how to help them out of this mess? Okay, we complain about what it is not or what it is, um, what they are not doing and what they are doing. We complain about how much our husbands are insensitive to our plight. Of course, I mean, where did they get that from? They got that from their fathers who just wasn't sensitive to the plight of the wife and he wouldn't mind to marry another woman in replacement. We've also complained about the fact that our husbands are not romantic. In fact, what we mean by being romantic is he doesn't touch us the way he's supposed to touch us. He doesn't use words. He doesn't lavish words on us the way he's supposed to do so. We complain about that. And again, I ask, I mean, is it the father who didn't understand the value of romance? It was just about um, mommy, so, 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 come and lie down here. All they knew about sexuality was just about raising children. And the more children you raise, the more valuable you are as a wife and as a mother. And so that, that was it. Is it that kind of father uh, that one would say he left a legacy of romance? Where did he learn romance from? Nowhere. Now, on this platform of not really learning what he was supposed to learn and he's behaving the way he's behaving he's not sensitive to you he's not romantic he doesn't care about you he, he looks like a hadoski like i normally use the word he's hard he's not emotional he's not uh, caring he's not taking care of you he's not um, the dream husband in all of this can't you realize that that word a helper means you can help him come out of the old-fashioned way of doing things into the system that should work, the system of change. Now, the question is, some of you will say, ah, pastor, I've been trying to help him. My husband is very stubborn. Okay, if he's not stubborn, it means he's not a man, all right? You know, because of testosterone, he's, um, he's driven. He's always a forceful person okay and uh, that, that's the nature of the man so if you say it's not stubborn it means it's not even a man or some of you will say oh he just doesn't want to change it is what is in his mind that he wants to do again the ego of a man now in all of these excuses why you think it can't work you can help him friends i'm saying that is the work in your hands if you are a helper you have got to find a way around it you've got to find solution you've just got to find a way to help him and drop the excuses they've got to be a way out and that's why i ask are you a helper or a fighter okay you soon realize that you can't help him he's not allowing you to do what you want to do why fighting him most times we end up fighting this man we end up you know practically forcing this change down their truth oh my husband you must change eh? you must change can't you see the way uh, that man is treating the wife oh you must change you must start taking care of me very well you must start telling me i love you 10 times in a day you must start joining me in the kitchen to to cook 
and of course in the house to do house chores. You must start carrying me up as if it was the wedding day. You carry me up from the bedroom to the toilet. You must start doing all of this. Hey friend, you can't force that down the throat of your husband. If you do, you are fighting him. Because you are trying to change a system that is not working by using the same principle that you are condemning. By being forceful. Now we often complain that our husbands are forceful. They are not strategically you know um, tolerant when it comes to the woman coming in trying to uh, bring in her opinion the man will push it away they just can't tolerate uh, wives that way they want to impose their will that's exactly what you're doing you're asking your husband to change overnight and you're setting setting conditions all around him sometimes some of you are saying okay if you don't change you can't have access to my body which of course is totally wrong your, your body doesn't belong to you I'm going to be talking about that. Your body doesn't belong to you. If you deny your husband, your body is, is, is wickedness before the Lord. It's a sin because it doesn't belong to you. Yes, we might complain. Okay, what if he's frivolous? What if he's gone out, sleeping around and all that? Okay, that is his own cross. That is his own judgment. If he's doing that, he's going to be under the judgment of God. Because from the very beginning, he that made them male and female brought them together, inseparable. So if he has decided to take his genitals and he's doing a tester like mechanic testing machine from one woman to the other, he is the one he will meet his waterloo. Some day but you have got to play your role you have not you don't have to be conditional about this oh because i'm not doing this you won't have access to my body oh you must change it doesn't work that way change can be instantaneous friends ladies women you know i've always been pro women most of the time because of what i see them go through because uh, uh, the legacy we got from our parents is not really that kind of legacy that had made our husbands to care for the wife the way i saw it in the bible i saw the love between christ and the church and that is what has informed my opinion and my ideology over the marriage ministry today so i'm always pro women I, I i i tend to feel for them when i see what they go through but i'm saying if you want that change you can force it down his throat it can happen overnight nothing happens suddenly friend whatever happens suddenly also dies suddenly take note of that and whatever you build suddenly will not last. Remember the um, when Jonah complained to the Lord that the heat was scorching him and uh, the Lord made the tree to grow over him. The Bible says suddenly a tree grew over him. There was no process. There was no germination. It just grew. Now, what happened to that same tree? That tree died that same day. Just to prove to us that nothing happens suddenly. Whatever happens suddenly also goes suddenly. If we're looking at for what will be lasting the legacy that will be lasting. Not to just get him to say, tell me sorry, and he says sorry. And the system continues again, and it's the old system, is the wrong system. We have got to put structures in place. We have got to put agendas in place. And what agenda? An agenda that will enable you as a wife to truly help your husband. How can I help this man? How can I get him out of this old system? Yes, I've been at the receiving end of it. He, 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 he has um, practically brutalized my, my emotions. Yes, I understand. But God knows I can take it. 
God knows I have the capacity to do this. Now, if I keep condemning him, this won't work. Okay, what can I do to make him see his folly, for instance? What can I do to help him come out of this Hadoski kind of attitude or a lifestyle that is not godly? What can I do to bring the principles of the word of God back to him and to our home? How can I show example to him that my submission to him is not a precondition of his love? What can I do differently? These are the questions you should be asking as a helper. Remember, God raised you up to help. So what if all of these that we have been complaining about, you have complained about, God actually stationed you in his life to help him? What if? What if most of these things that you have complained about, just like I said yesterday, are have a diabolical lining or influence of the strange and diabolical hands behind the scene? What if these things are not normal? What if there are spiritual forces that just want the marriage to break so that he will fulfill the template of his fathers to marry more women? What if? What if you need to do a little bit much more spiritually, physically to help this man? It might never go the way you are dreamt it to be. It might never go the way it will look so convenient and, and wonderful. But you know what? You have the capacity. God has built you to be a helper. Your helping capacity is not just to raise children, to give birth to children and give him sex on the bed. Your helping capacity should extend to his psychological well-being, um, to extend to his spiritual well-being, to extend to his emotional well-being. And what that means is it's going to take a whole lot of studying your husband. It's going to take a whole lot of trying to re-strategize and change the formula. Okay, you've been trying to change your husband to make him become a good husband and the formula that you have used over the time has not worked why don't you change the formula there's certainly a way out of every predicament okay the 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 chinese word for crisis is the same word used for opportunity do you have crisis in marriage do you have crisis over your husband can you see opportunity in it can you see that you can create an opportunity out of it to teach your husband and bring him back to the kind of the way that you would have actually wanted things to be. Do you know that if you are patient enough, if you are enduring enough, and that you have a specific agenda, not just be, being patient, you are not doing anything, but being patient with an agenda for change. And so, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Instead of me complaining about my husband all day, I'm going to from this day onward start praying for him. All right. Do you know that's an agenda? I'm going to start praying for this change until this change becomes physical and viable. You have not done that. And everything you care to do is my husband is bad. My husband is wicked. Now, how many times have you prayed for him? And some of you say, I'm tired. I can't do this. But hey, you were brought in on board to help him. You have the capacity. It's just that most times you want things to go your way. But it's just not going your way because, you know, God wants you to figure out how to help him. What if God has actually even put you in his life to recondition him back to the ways of the Lord? Yeah, we have a lot of our husbands that have gone astray. A lot of our husbands that detest the presence of God. They don't want to be there. They don't want to worship God. And of course, all that you care to do is just your complaining. What if God has put you in such uh, you know, a man's life? 
Yeah, you might complain, oh, it wasn't like this at the beginning. But what if God saw that it would become like this? That's why God put you in his life. So that when it does become like this, you can help him out. You can go the extra mile. It might be a little bit stressful, but you know, what if that could become the basis upon which heaven will judge you and qualify you for heaven? It's just that we don't understand that this life is so spiritual. We think everything is physical. We want things to only go our way. What if your marriage is a statement, is a spiritual statement in the hands of God? What if your marriage is something that God has, has, has drawn the, the attention of angels to look at and say, okay, look at the state of this marriage and see how it's going to turn out to be. You see, the way the husband has... has uh, brutalized this woman the way the husband had not been caring but you see the end that this woman is going to stand her ground she's going to be loving and of course through her helping ability she's going to help this man you know regain his relationship back to god what if that's the way that's the reason why god allow you to go through what you have gone through or that's even the reason why your husband is misbehaving so that your power of helping can be tested it's just that we just want things to always go our way and what do we have out of this? We have created what we call chief complainants. We have a lot of our wives that have become chief complainants. Do you know the time you use in complaining against your husband is enough for you to begin to prophetically build your husband? Do you also know that the voice of a woman in her marriage is a voice of prophecy? She is a prophetess. You remember what the Bible says in Joel chapter 2 verse 28? He said the young men will see vision. But what did he say the women will do? He said they will prophesy. Do you know the role of the woman in marriage is prophecy, is prophetic? But what do we do? It's the same words, it's the same mouth we're going to use to condemn and use to complain. If there is anything we're going to talk about our husband from now to tomorrow, it's going to be complaining. Can, can't you see that there can be a way out of this if you change the gear a little bit instead of complaining you take all of this yes i know it can be painful and hurtful you take all of this into the place of prayer and start recreating your husband how many times have you called your husband a bad man do you know as often you call him as a bad man that's the way he's going to manifest to you in the realm of the spirit as whatever adam called these animals so they were do you know if you change and start calling him a good man he will also change to become a good man do you know what time has gone? I, I, I suspected I might not be able to complete this topic, this subtopic um, today. So do you know what I will do? I will push it to tomorrow. But please follow this up. Share this. A lot of our wives need to have access to this audio. Please share this with a lot of women whose marriages are breaking up. They are confused. They don't know what to do. Hey, share this so that they will understand that look, it could just be God's own cross upon them trying to make a glory out of shame trying to make a glory out of pain a lot of women need to learn from this at the end of the day you realize that we all have a very short life to live here and how we end it up is what makes the difference because we are going to account back to heaven what we did with our short life god bless you glory be to god all right you, you can connect with us in case you're having access to this audio for the first time with our whatsapp number plus two three four eight one zero seven one two six one four eight and we will definitely get back to you god bless you until i come your way again tomorrow don't forget if marriage is an institution then couples and singles must be students God bless you. Shalom. Do have a fruitful day. Thank you.